0: I الله tell you that the Lord is a good one. 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 The Lord is Allah <laughs> ma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala sayyidina Muhammad Kama Ibrahim wa Alla Aribrahima in the Kahamid majid Allah Ma Barikala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad Kama Barata ibrahim wa ala adi brahima in the kahamid Majid. During the battle of Tabuk, the, the Prophet, وسلم, whilst he was in a tent made of leather, a Sahabi enters. And as soon as he enters, the Prophet ﷺ said to him, bayna count six things between now and the final hour. Six things are going to happen between now and the Day of Judgment. Number one, he said, Mawti. The first sign and thing that's going to happen between now and and the Day of Judgment, number one, he said, is my death, my demise. The Prophet said, I'm going to pass away. ثُمَّ فَتْحُ بَيْتُ الْمَقْدِسِ And then the second thing he said is the conquest of Baytul Maqdis. Number three, he said, ثُمَّ مَوْتَانِ Then what is going to happen? There is going to be a great plague. People will die in great numbers just like plague affects the sheep and one by one the sheep is falling, falling, falling. He mentioned these three things. I'll quickly mention the other three as well. He said, number four, wealth will increase. Number five, there will be such fitna, no Arab house will be spared of that fitna. And number six, you will make a truce with the Romans and then they will betray you. Now, the last three I'm not talking about right now. Uh, Just focusing on the first three. So, the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam, he said, the first thing that's going to happen is my demise. Which year did he pass away? I just want you to memorize these dates. So, the year the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam passed away is 6.33. 6.33. And then, the next thing he said, ثُمَّ فَتْخُ بَيْتُ الْمَقْدِسِ Baytul Maqdis was conquered in 6.37. It's happening very fast. Okay? You and I think the Day of Judgment is around the corner. Sahaba used to think that as well Because the Prophet ﷺ said That six things are going to happen Between me and the Day of Judgment And three of the things happened Right in front of their eyes Or even more of them So they expected it to be much closer Than we do as well nowadays So in 637 was the conquest of Baytul Maqdis And then he said A plague is going to hit the people And this happened during the time of Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu In the year 639 639 so imagine the amazing conquest of baytul Maqdis, Jerusalem, Masjid Al-Aqsa is back in the hands of the Muslims once again after so many, for the first time in Islam. And only two years into this, what happens in a place called Amwas. Amwas is a small area, it's about 30 kilometers, 25 miles from Jerusalem. So it's not far, only 25 miles from Jerusalem, Amwas. And there were the armies of the Muslims were situated in that area at that particular time. Sayyidina Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu leaves Medina Munawara and he wants to go to Asham, to Palestine, to this blessed holy land where he can go and see and observe the Muslim armies and see how they are doing. When he reaches the border of Jordan, so he's left the book and going towards Jordan. There he stops, and the Umara, the Amirs, and the leaders, and the chiefs in command of the Muslim army that is in Asham, they come to welcome Umar ta'ala anhu as was the custom. So then, you know, the generals have now come, and they come to meet Umar ta'ala anhu. The Amir of the whole army in Asham was Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah radhiyallahu anhu. Umar radhiyallahu said, "O oh, Abu Ubaidah, how is everything in Asham?" Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah said people are falling like sheep. He used the same words. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prophesied this plague and ta'un People have started to fall like sheep. One after the other. The situation is bad. It's not good whatsoever. So Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he gathered all the people for mashwara. He said, let's do mashwara. What shall we do? Shall we go into Asham or should we go back to Medina Munawara? So there were two opinions. Some of them said, Omar, the situation is bad. You have people of Medina with you, great-great Sahaba with you. If you go, what's going to happen? You will become ill as the Khalifa. You will die. The people will die. And then if you go back to Medina as well, like this, people in Medina will die. Don't go, go back to Medina Munawar. And some others said, well, you've already set off on this journey with a mission in mind. We don't think you should cut it short and return. Go, whatever will happen, will happen. So, Sayyidina Umar R.A. after listening to the opinions, he said to the Sahaba, I'm going to get on my camel, I want you to get on your camels as well, we are going back. We are now heading back. Abu Ubaidah Ibn Al-Jarrah R.A. is listening to this discussion. And he said, Ya Amir Al-Mu'mineen, Afiraran Min Qadarillah, Oh, Amirul Mu'mineen, are you running away from the destiny of Allah? I mean, if you're going to die, you're going to die. Why are you running away? Why are you going back to Medina, Munawwara? Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrar ta'ala was the beloved of Umar ibn al-Khattir. He loved him so much. He cared for him so much. This is why he said that, Oh, Abu Ubaidah, I wish it wasn't you who said this, somebody else said this. Because he didn't want to have a difference of opinion with him. I wish it was somebody else who said this. And he said to Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah, "Nafirru min qadarillah ila qadarillah." We are running from one destiny of Allah to the other destiny of Allah. Now, Abdul Rahman ibn Auf wasn't present at the time. He arrived, and people told him the discussion. Abdul Rahman ibn Awf said, I have heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa saying that when there is an epidemic, when there is an outbreak of a virus, of a disease, of a plague, of a ta'oon in an area, the people of that area should not leave. And the people from outside should not enter. Omar radiallahu an became very happy and delighted. Alhamdulillah. That my decision was in accordance to the decision of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now what happens is, uh, Umar radiallahu tal'ahu decided to return. But when Umar radiallahu returned to Medina, Umar radiallahu was a man of his people. He didn't go to Medina Munawwar and think, okay, let them deal with it. And his greatest concern, someone he loved passionately the most was Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. He loved him. He was very close to him and he was very perturbed by the separation because he knew but if I don't see him again, I will never see him ever in my life. So Umar radiallahu when he reached Medina Munawwara, he wrote a letter. He wrote a letter to Abu Ubaidah. He knew that if I tell Abu Ubaida, Abu Ubaidah, please come to Medina, leave that place because I fear you're going to die. Abu Ubaidah is not going to listen. So Umar radiallahu wrote a letter to him, min Amir muminin ila Abi Ubaida ibn al-Jarrah. Inni qad arada ilayka Haja, O Abu Ubaida, I need something from you and I need to see you in person. As soon as you receive my letter, come straight to Medina munawwara So he left it ambiguous so that when he receives it, he thinks something has happened. On the other side, Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah radiallahu wa ta'ala was also very intelligent. As soon as he received the letter of Umar radiallahu, ta'ala, he smiled. And he said, I understand exactly what Umar radiallahu anhu wants from me. However, I cannot leave my people here. I'm a man of my people as well. My people are suffering. I'm not going to leave them. He re- writes back to Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And he said, I will not leave my troops behind. And I'm satisfied with the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At the end of this, what's going to happen? I will become a shaheed. Uh, Umar radiallahu in Medina Munawwara is pacing up and down. Sahaba watching him is very put. what's happening? He says, I'm waiting. What was he waiting for? He was waiting for Abu Ubaidah to return. And then somebody comes. Says, is Abu Ubaidah here? He says, No. But this is a letter from Abu Ubaidah. When he opens the letter, Sayyidina, Umar Radiallahu anhu reads the letter and he begins to cry heavily. He is crying heavily. Sahaba radiyallahu anhu "Ya Amir al-Mu'minin, Amata Abu Ubaida?" Oh, Umar radiyallahu has Abu Ubaida passed away in the plague? And Umar radiyallahu said, "No, but it's only a matter of days. He will. He hasn't passed away yet." But it's only a matter of days he will now you might be thinking why is umar radiallahu so concerned about abu ubaidah on one occasion umar radiallahu said my wish is allah gives me a room full of people who are all abu ubaidah and before he passed away he said if abu ubaidah was alive i would have made him the khalifa if abu ubaidah was alive i would have made him the khalifa and i would have met allah with peace I would have met Allah with peace because Nabi sallallahu wasallam said regarding Abu Ubaida ibn al-Jarrah لِكُلِّ هَذِهِ ameen. Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah In every ummah there is a trustworthy and an integral person who has integrity The highest and the most noble quality of any leader is being trustworthy and integrity لِكُلِّ ummatin ameen. Aminu al-Umma Abu Ibn Jarrah. I would have met Allah with peace knowing that I left behind that person whom Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam said is the most trustworthy person in the world. If Abu Ubaidah was alive, I would have made him the Khalifa. So this is Umar Radiallahu Anhu being very perturbed. Anyhow, so before Abu Ubaida passed away, he realised that people are dying. So what he did he called Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu anhu and he said to him that every person that is ill and suffering from the plague take them out of the people don't let them mix we have a hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam sick people should not mix with the healthy people बीमार लोग सेहतमंदों के साथ उनका आपस में मेलजोल नहीं होना चाहिए यह हदीस पाक है सल्लल्लाहु अलैहि वसल्लम की खासकर इन दिनों में मेरे बड़े बुजुर्गों से और قابل एहतराम बड़ों से यह गुजारिश है और बल्कि पूरी दुनिया के मुल्क के पूरी दुनिया के उलमा के फतवा है कि जो حضرات के जो बीमार हैं की बीमारी है बीमारी है इन दिनों में बहुत ही ज्यादा और बल्कि उन्होंने फतवा दिया है कि जुमा की नमाज भी मस्जिद में अदा नहीं करनी चाहिए इसलिए कि बहुत खतरा है आपको भी और दूसरों को भी इन दिनों में हां जब हालात दुरुस्त हो जाए फिर ठीक है सो दिस बल्कि घर में नमाज पढ़ने में वही सवाब मिलेगा बल्कि ज्यादा मिलेगा यहां तक कि बाज तो यहां तक लिखा है और फतवा दिया है कि अगर बीमारी हालत में इन दिनों में from the people that have passed away In this country of the coronavirus I have got confirmation today From a scholar that works in the NHS Four of them are Muslim Four It's a large number May Allah protect us Anyhow So Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah What he does Is he says to Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, anybody that is ill, take them out and put them in a separate area, alakkar, quarantine. By the evening when Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu goes home, he finds his wife has got the plague. Virus has reached his own wife and within moments, his wife died. So now Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu is busy. He can't do this job anymore. So Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah himself comes out on his camel and now he starts searching for a place so people can self-isolate themselves. Those people who are affected by the plague, they can go into self-isolation. Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah is looking for this place. As he is looking, suddenly he falls down himself. He becomes very ill and within moments, Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah, the Amin of this Ummah, also passes away from the plague. And before he passed away, he gave some words to the people. He was only 58 years old at the time when he passed away. When he passed away, he appointed Mu'adh ibn Jabal as the Amir of the army of the people who are in Asham. And Muad ibn Jabal radiyallahu ta'ala, We hear many, many great things regarding Muad ibn Jabal The most knowledgeable person regarding Halal and Haram is Muad ibn Jabal He was the Mufti of uh, Medina Munawwara He was sent to Yemen The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa told him Oh Muad, I love you He was one of the Katibeen of Wahi Many, many Aqalism And you might think he must be a very old man He was only 33 years when we are narrating this incident Muad ibn Jabal radiyallahu anhu, is 33 years old And he is now made the the Amir of the whole army which is in Asham. He gave a moving khutbah to the people. Now, why am I narrating this? Because we can compare our situation in this pandemic in comparison with the Sahaba. And we can take a lesson. How was their iman? And how we can build our iman? This is not about panicking. Panicking is not going to do anything. And stocking up on toilet rolls. We need to build our iman and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the same time we take all the preventative measures but our iman iman should be strong our trust should be strong we take all the measures that are necessary as well so what did he do? he gave a khutbah to the people they were facing it he was in front of their eyes he didn't run away from it it was in front of his eyes. He gave a khutbah to the people. What did he say? He says, O oh people, this ta'oon, this pandemic, this virus which has become viral and killing people, he said, Number one, it is the rahmah of your Lord. It is the prophecy of your Prophet. It is something that has taken the pious people before me. And he says, O oh Allah, give the family of Muad a large share of this mercy as well. Just like this is an azab, it's also a mercy for the mu'mineen as well. So for the believers, the hadith tell us this is a mercy. Why? Because at the end of it, if you do end up dying, you die as a shaheed and a martyr. So what did he make dua? Oh Allah, grant the family of Mu'adh a large share of this mercy as well. How was his iman? What happens? Very soon after this, two of his daughters died of the plague. Two of his sons died of the plague, his wife. So his whole family has died of this plague immediately. His son, his most beloved son, Abdurrahman ibn Muad, whilst he was dying, Muad ibn Jabal comes to him. And Abdul Rahman ibn, uh, ibn Muadh, his son, he says to his father The truth is from Allah, do not be from amongst the one who doubt A verse of the Quran And Muadh ibn Jabal replied to him by saying And he breathed his last Last words of the son was an ayah of the Quran, the last words of the father was an ayah of the Quran, and Mu'ad ibn Jabal also passes away. Shurahbil ibn Hassanah, a great sahabi, also passed away in the plague of Amwas. Yazid ibn Abi Sufyan also passes away in the plague of Amwas. Fadl ibn Abbas, the brother of Abdullah ibn Abbas, and the cousin of the Prophet sallallahu who narrated the whole hajj scenario to us because he was Riding since the same camel with the Prophet, he also passes away in the plague of Amwas. Suhail ibn Amr, you know, in Hudaybiyyah, Suhail ibn Amr comes to make the agreement on behalf of the Kuffar. Later on, he became a Muslim. He became a very, very good Muslim, a eh, sahabi radiyallahu anhu. He also passes away in the plague of Amwas. Abu Malik al-Ash'ari radiallahu anhu also passed away in the plague of Amwas. After this, how did this all end? This is the last point I want to mention. How did it end? And this is a lesson for you and I. If we want to put an end to these kind of pandemics, what should we do? Of course, we make plentiful dua. We rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what practical steps should be taken, which unfortunately today our government isn't willing to take, who are placing the economy of the country over the health of the public? Unfortunately, we have seen what's happened in Italy and other places when they were too late to act. Therefore we as individuals, as citizens, as Muslims, we should be responsible. Let us not be irresponsible and please don't fall into the category of those people who are saying this must be some zionist conspiracy. People are dying from obesity and people are dying from heart attacks and people are dying from x y and z. Why are you so concerned? This is a real threat. If we don't act today, it is spread. I'm not trying to cause panic. We're not scaring people. We're speaking about the reality. Make your du'as. Turn to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But at the same time, we must take preventative measures, like the Sahaba did. Amr ibn al-'As. When did the Ta'un of you know how many people died in the Ta'un of Amwas? Up to twenty-five thousand. Many of them were great, great Sahaba and Tabi'in. How did it end? Amr ibn al-As, anhu, was appointed the next Amir of Asham. Do you know what he did immediately? Immediately he declared that this self-isolation of just taking the ill people out, it's not working. What he did, everybody, all families go up into the mountain and made small, small tents. And he told every family to self-isolate in a separate tent. When, when, because these viruses spread when people meet. So if you stop people meeting, automatically it will end. And very soon, very soon, the taun ended. And we find that even Umar, Allah okay. Allah Allah he distributed the Miraf amongst the people. And then he suggested Allah let us go towards Egypt Allah and march towards Egypt. Uh, I'm going to end by saying, Allah our death is written, regardless how we are going to die. The main thing is we die a good death. Stop procrastinating. The good deeds which we thought we'll do tomorrow when we become old. Start practicing from now. May Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. soda هيا (تصفيق) على الفنان
1: ar-Rahim, uh, Brothers, um, as Mufti has been talking about this for the last sort of, two weeks and it's quite pertinent in the current situation that we are in right now. Uh, it about the, the coronavirus and what is going on from Department of Health or NHS England or anything with NHS in general what the advice is given to us. Uh, Alhamdulillah, we have actually invited uh, Dr. Justin Wani who's come down, who is a National Strategic Advisor for Public Health. So, mashallah, he is the top authority, at least from a Midlands perspective. Um, He's here on our our invite to tell us uh, exactly what the plans are, uh, a bit of logistics from our perspective, uh, and also uh, how you and I can be part of the solution um, for this issue right now. Um, We are now in a phase where we don't know what's going to happen in terms of massages and stuff, so I'm going to hand it to uh, Dr. Justin, and we'll take from to use that.
2: Thank you, and, and thank you for giving me time to speak to you today. Uh, I am the Director of Public Health for Birmingham City Council, so I'm responsible for the health and well-being of the, the 1.1 million people who live in the city alongside you. Uh, we are facing unprecedented times. Uh, it is true, as the Prime Minister said yesterday, that the situation is changing very quickly for the coronavirus, uh, and we rely on all of you to work with us during this period. Um, The messages that I want to share today are the importance of hand washing, uh, of not touching our faces uh, and of if we have a cold, uh, symptoms of a temperature or a cough that lasts for more than a day or so that are new, then please isolate at home for seven days. The reason the guidance has changed is that we now know that the disease starts to present symptoms and they develop over seven days. If they have not developed, it is unlikely to be the coronavirus. There will be guidance coming and we are working with the mosques in the city around funeral rites uh, and religious practices around death to provide advice about washing of bodies uh, and other aspects of religious observance during this time. We do know that there will be more deaths. This is a serious situation and one in which we all have responsibility to act. The City has been preparing for this for several months. We have prepared based on the worst case scenario and I hope that it does not come to pass. But my ask of all of you is to take the messages that we give seriously to take action, to wash your hands everywhere that you go, before you eat, after you eat. It is important that you avoid greeting each other with physical contact and instead move to an elbow bump or a toe tap or simply a wave hello. Uh, It is important this time that we reduce physical contact between each other. And if you do develop symptoms then please do stay at home Go to the NHS website for advice and if the symptoms last for more than seven days, then please ring 111 and they will arrange for you to be tested. It is a difficult time and I ask for everyone to remain calm and practical in their approach. We do not need to stockpile. The supermarkets will have enough food and there is strong resilience there. It is important to use soap and water Rather than hand sanitizer. If you are using hand sanitizer, then it's important that it is more than 60% alcohol, which I know for some individuals of faith is an issue. And therefore, soap and water is actually better than hand sanitizer, so please use that. If you're out and about, take a bar of soap, wrap it up in some cling film, keep it in your pocket and a bottle of water so you can wash your hands if you're away from home or facilities. Bar soap is just as good as liquid soap. It is on all of us to protect the city during this difficult time, and I thank you for your support as we do that.
1: Thank you, uh, uh, Dr. Vani. Uh, From our perspective, Alhamdulillah, we are trying our best as a masjid. So, immediate actions what we've taken is the carpet you're on. We're trying to clean it as much as possible. Um, But what we are trying to do now is is encourage people to get their own one of these uh, musallahs, short, small ones, so you can put your, um, your head on it when you're doing such that, it becomes a bit easier. Also, we're trying, today's a bit longer, but otherwise, or in terms of longer Jamaat and stuff, we're trying to make sure this speeds up a bit, as much as we can, in a sense that we are coming in, and from a Sunnah, a Sunnah and, and enough, enough of the concern. as soon as you finish, you can go out, because there are other people also that need to get back, so please uh, adhere with us also in this process. We're trying to keep as much soap as possible. Uh, we, we've made sure that no towels around, so making sure you can hand dry yourselves. Uh, we're trying to deep clean as much as we can every now and then. Uh, we've, also, today we kept all the doors open so you don't have to keep any doors pushing in, in and out. So that's also one of the things we're trying to do. And please help us in this process uh, with all. No, Salam, yes, uh, I, I've tried today to fit. Fist a few people also, uh, and salams are fine. Islam is absolutely fine without actually shaking hands. We're doing them. Muthisab himself actually said that. Um, anything else, Just one.
2: So, um, just to clarify in relation to deep clean, because I think it is an important clarification. So, you can use normal household cleaning products to clean, washing up liquid will clean anything that breaks through fat. Will clean and kill this virus. The way, reason why we talk about deep clean is that it is a thorough clean. So anything that an individual has touched, like a phone or a table or a service, that is the deep element. There is no special cleaning product that you need. It is normal domestic cleaning products for cleaning. i just
1: going to, to finish, Inshallah. Uh, one thing about athar as well, I, I know a lot of people, Alhamdulillah, come in and we give each other athar and stuff, which please try to avoid that. And if you're ill, if you have underlying conditions, please be at home uh, just for the sake of all of us as well. We are actually today launching a new piece of our service. If you're, anyone in the community is suffering or you need any, any help with shopping or whatever, we're here to help. We're creating a group of volunteers today, inshallah, as a masjid. If anyone in the community needs any help with these kind of situations, please get in touch with us, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.
0: Just to conclude on that, um, in terms of Juma, Alhamdulillah, as you can see, we are continuing. There are many parts of the world which uh, have had to cancel Jum'ah. And if this is a first for many people. However, this has been done under the guidance of many, many scholars who've come to this stage where it spread so much that if these large gatherings are not stopped, then there is fear we could see the mortality rate go much higher. We're not at that stage yet. However, if that was to come, then please do adhere to the guidelines given from the Masjid or from the government to avoid. If it comes to it, then we will have to adhere to these things. But currently, the minimum requirement is if anybody is ill, you've got any viral kind of illnesses, coughing, flu especially the elders the guidance is even from the ulama from an islamic sharia perspective please do not come to the masjid perform dhuhr salah at home instead of juma you will get full reward inshallah the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in his time prevented people from coming to Jummah when there was heavy rain because of people getting all muddy on the way so this is much more serious than that please do adhere to these guidelines jazakum Allah wa khairan. Uh, also If any brother is ill, and we can visibly see that you're coughing and you've got flu, and if somebody asks you to go back home, please do be respectful towards these individuals. They're only doing it for your benefit and the benefit of the rest of the brothers that are in the Masjid.